Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Now, many of us set up businesses for different reasons, whether that is being made redundant, deciding that you didn't want to go back after maternity leave, or having a brilliant idea that won't leave you alone. But one of those reasons is fundamentally to make more money, money that allows us to build the lives we want for ourselves and our families. I'm joined today with Sarah Dalrymple, sales trainer and mentor for online business owners, who is all about making sales simple. And today, among other things, we're going to chat about how you can leverage your content to make you more sales in just 30 minutes a day. We're going to talk about selling when you're launching and what to do if you're not a natural salesperson. Sarah, delighted to have you here with me today. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I know we've been planning this for a while and I'm delighted also to talk about your new book that is coming out in January, but we will come to that later. Can you explain to listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, happily. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Dalrymple, and I am a bit of a combination of a sales educator, strategist, mentor, basically here to support any business owner who is not already feeling super comfortable with how they market and sell their wares, whether those wares are products, services, anything in between. Ultimately, I'm just here to make sure if you're spending any time promoting what you do, online that it's effective and that it's getting you the result that you want i.e making you money i mean making sales in you know just using social media 30 minutes a day sounds like a dream there must be more behind it than that can you go into some detail about how people can do that yes of course so i think the reason why I say 30 minutes a day is because I think like lots of, well, what we know to be true, in fact, is that I think six out of 10 businesses using the internet at all to promote what they're doing. So if you are already online in some way, shape or form, you're already like ahead of the curve in terms of like the general kind of cross-section of the small business community right now. It's a huge opportunity for any small business owner to actually reach more of their clients but, or and, depending on how you want to position it, it can come with this kind of immediate sort of panic feeling around like, oh my goodness, do I have to be an influencer now? Do I have to learn all the platforms? Do I have to be an expert in video content, dancing, pointing, all the sort of content creation? We've never had more choice around how we set about promoting ourselves. And lots and lots of people find that really overwhelming. When actually, like when you strip all of that back, what we're really trying to do is talk to people about what we do in a way that helps them make easy decisions. That's really all we're doing. And that is absolutely doable in 30 minutes a day when you're not getting dragged around by all the shiny new options, tools, choices that are changing and evolving all the time. So how do you approach it with your, I mean, I know you have a variety of different clients in terms of service-based clients as well as some product people. So how should people get organized with that? What's your kind of checklist of the things that they should be doing? And what have you seen that is giving, and it might be different for different businesses, 
what's your kind of checklist and have you seen is giving people good results? Yeah. So in the sort of crudest sense of the word, the checklist has only a couple of things on it, really. And that's very much formed out of understanding what helps people to buy. So we know that over 80 percent of consumers, customers, clients are using the Internet, social media, a website, some form of online contact to aid their decision making. And aiding decision making is all we're really trying to do with any of this stuff. Call it what you want, selling, marketing, promoting. It's all the same as far as I'm concerned, because really what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure our clients, our customers, our people are getting a really easy decision like they're getting to a place where they can make decisions really easily we're not trying to make things harder we're not trying to make it noisier there's already a lot of hard things going on in the world there's a lot of noise as well so what we're trying to do when we're welcoming people into our worlds using the internet is we're trying to quieten down that noise and make sure that people are going to get what they need in a really you know easy well thought out way so from a checklist put my teeth in perspective what we're really trying to understand is like what helps those what helps people progress to a place where they can make an easy decision so to be absolutely clear we're never trying to make you know with sales there is a rather horrible backdrop that comes with a lot of sales stereotypes so I want to be absolutely clear that with sales we're never trying to cajole or persuade or convince or do any of those other revolting things that the stereotypes might have taught you is what selling is all about what we're actually trying to do is ensure suitability ensure ease make sure people get to feel really enthusiastic and excited because they know they're making the right decision for them right so from a checklist perspective it's very much about helping people see like the relevance if they're you know is there relevance here for me is this what's in this for me is this what I need is this what I'm looking for so it's about being clear and direct in you know on that front so first we're trying to establish some relevance for people so that they don't have to like scurry around foraging for that relevance when we can do that we can then help people understand what the relationship with you might be like depending on your product your service that might be a sort of one-off transaction or it might be more of a service-led ongoing relationship that they can come back to again and again that's about understanding that people don't buy with just logic they're buying with emotion we want to feel something so we've got to help our clients to feel something that is aligned with what they're looking for right now so relevance creating some emotional kind of connection and feeling and then we want to help people feel really clear and in trust with what they're going to buy we want to, you know, we want to tackle this stuff head on. Like people buy things online and they don't always get great experiences. I know that your community is not about that life. We are here for like high quality, integrity led, service fueled experiences for all, no matter what we're selling. So we've got to have a place for ticking off like I am a safe pair of hands for your money. If you're going to invest with me, you're going to get what I say you're going to get. And you're it's going to be everything that I'm advertising here. So that trust piece is so important. And then last of all, it's ease of buying experience. Are we making it really clear and easy to find how people can buy the thing that you're talking about can they see it can they you know can they actually get good visuals on it are you showing it to them are we making it easy enough or are we kind of hiding that piece in the back because we don't feel comfortable talking about it so those four things I think are the main kind of areas to concentrate on so relevance yeah 
sort of nurturing your audience so you're creating some emotional you know feeling connection so that you know you're more we're not you know we're not really in the business of like anonymous selling like that's not really what most of the small business community are here to do we actually love what we're doing we want to make sure it gets into the right hands we want to make sure those people love their their product when it gets to them and that it's you know exactly what they wanted and more so there is a relationship element so yeah after relevance we're looking to create like an emotional kind of relationship a feeling a connection because that's where 75% of purchasing decisions are formed in emotion. They're not formed in, I need a new notepad, the end. There's so much more that goes into it. We want like ethically sourced. We want lovely high quality. We want something that's been designed with care. We want all of these things. Yeah. This, is, this is where emotion like plays the part. It's the things you can't touch, but you can feel, do you know what I mean? In terms of what, whether that that's a product that's going to elevate you from a luxury point of view or, you know, mm. whatever it is, sometimes it's that intangible kind of thing. And I suppose that relevance, you know, really using storytelling then when you're selling your products and using case studies, if you can, of how, you know, they started here, then they had, then they, this is how, this is how this product changed their life. Cause sometimes products do change their lives or, you know, this is how it helped them, their children sleep better. So if that happened, then they slept better. They were a better mom, a better, you know, all of that thinking so that your client doesn't have to figure it all out on their own. So yeah, this is what you can reasonably expect. And sometimes that emotional piece isn't about the product at all. Sometimes it's about you. And your story, like people who don't have their own businesses and people that do, we love to buy into other people's journeys. We love, like, we're all a little bit nosy. We love seeing your workspace. We love seeing how you bring these things to life. We love seeing the journey that, you know, to the post office when you're dropping things off. We love all of these things. So, And because we are so lucky to be living in this moment where you can share all that really easily with your clients, that really feeds into the emotional feeling that we're able to create for people. Um, so sometimes it's about the product. Sometimes it's about the person, you know, the business owner and the story that you're able to share around how, you know, people love to visualize their order being, you know, put into, yeah. into the sort of um, production line or, or however that looks for you. But it's also very much about the moment that we're living in where people are, you know, happily running businesses alongside families or caring responsibilities on the kitchen table or in their own workspaces. And this is such a brand new thing that wasn't really happening 10, 20 years ago that we get to share that with anybody that wants to listen. And that's such a big part of how we can create emotion too. I think back to your point, there's there's some people that are listening that are maybe holding back from doing that and not using Instagram and social media as the free resource that that it is if you're doing that you're really missing out I was talking to a client yesterday and they're selling on Amazon they're they're in other retailers but they have no social media presence whatsoever and I'm just like but it's free and it's there and you can connect with so many more people and people can understand your story you know it's just an opportunity for you to to make more money and to make more sales and to then reinvest it in your business and make your business and the products better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. And I think that really comes down to this transaction versus relationship piece. If you want to have an anonymous feeling business where you're selling, I don't know, paper clips on Amazon, literally, and you don't really mind who's buying them and they don't really mind who's selling them to them and all of it's very hands-off and impersonal. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I am saying is there's an absolutely a, a lovely space where lots of people can live and want to be where actually there is this more personal service element to things where people can get to see how that paperclip gets made or those designs, whatever it is, 
it's much more talking to the relationship and the service element of it. And I think that's something that we really all love. Like we love good service. Who doesn't, I mean, most people I I know really appreciate a good bit of customer service, client service. And actually as small business owners, we get to give that in spades. We get to be as personal and as service led and as integrity filled as we want to be. So actually just leaving, you know, leaving the third party sellers to do all that work is very reductive to what your overall business is about if you want it to be. So the sale is about so much more than that moment where somebody goes, yeah, I need some paper clips. Yeah, that kind of idea and that transaction. So on the 30 minute side, because I'm intrigued with this about, you know, how to do it so quickly, how can you set yourself up for that? So we've talked about making sure that you're selling the relevance, that you've got the relevance, that you're building the relationships, that people are trusting you. So what are the good habits people can establish then in terms of making sure that they're doing that and Mm. Yeah. So I think it's about understanding what social media is so good at. Social media is not, and that's across any platform. In fact, content, I think I'll go as far as to say any content that you're putting on the internet, whether that's a podcast, a blog, any social media content that you're creating, the focus of that content is never really about the one isolated piece of content. So I think where lots of people can fall down is they can go full ham on one piece of content. Maybe it's taken them all day to like design in Canva beautifully, nothing wrong with Canva, love it. But the whole point is like, we can get really lost in this quagmire of, it's got to be perfect and you know it's got to say like all the things I know about this topic and it's got to be like the best thing that anyone's ever seen and all of these things can sort of come into play and what I'm saying is that is not the way to kind of win at social media because the social media machine is designed to keep you on there is to keep you thinking that you've got to be there at all times that is not what the small business owner community is using it for. We are using it to connect with our clients and make sure that they are regularly furnished with information that is going to help them to make easy decisions, like I said. So that's really then, that's the sort of number one place to start with kind of how we can set you up for success on social media is first of all, by understanding we never want to spend longer than 30 minutes on there at a time because the fundamentals of business are we need to be clear, we need to be sharing the information, and then we need to be getting on and like delivering you know, the work. So this is really about like the snowball effect or it's almost like compounding or like microdosing. What we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of say, look, here's a little bit of information that you aren't going to have to like sit down and like concentrate on for hours and hours in order to understand here's a regular dose of information that's going to help you feel connected to me in some way understand what's going on in my business right now and how it can help you because that's not just easier for you but it's also much easier for your audience it's so hard for your audience to consume a caption that's like the size of I don't know a huge long article in a magazine we don't go to social media for that either we go to social media in like pockets of time while we're waiting for the bus or waiting for the kettle to boil or, you know, to escape whatever's going on for a little minute. So we want it to be easy to digest, visually, you know, visually simple. And somewhere along the line, I think we've just kind of got, you know, got over bombarded with, you know, options and designs and all of that stuff. But none of it matters as much as leading with, you know, these four pillars and having a plan for how we're delivering content that ticks those boxes on a regular basis. 
And I love, and I have to highlight this here because I was looking at your website last night and downloaded your selling on stories cheat sheet. Brilliant. It's really, really good. It has, you've divided it up into stories for your stories to sell in ways to sell for your cold audience, for your warm audience, and then for your hot audience. So we'll put that in the show notes as well, but think just really good prompts for people from sharing a statistic about the problem you solve. What set of circumstances does a product help with? Common mistakes with certain products or and how to avoid it. Sharing testimonials to, you know, something for your hot audience. Sharing a case study, the experience of buying the product. I don't, so definitely recommend people that are listening. It's a very accessible, easy thing for you to do. And then the way that Sarah has constructed this and just put it together, it's a great cheat sheet for you to just be like, right, okay, I'm going to do one of these every day for the month and then repeat again. That's exactly it. I'm so glad you said that because really the point here is like, if we can spend, you know, from a sale, obviously I've always got my sales goggles on. That's the number one thing for all businesses. Cause you know, we need sales, we need cash flow coming in in order to sustain our businesses, pay our bills and stay here. Like, I don't want just people starting businesses and then having to give up after a year or two, cause it, you know, that wasn't sustaining itself. And the reality is, when we deprioritize this stuff, I think there is often an assumption that if the product is good enough, it will just sell, it will happen. And there's a lot of going around the houses around like, let me go back to the drawing board and create something new because that one didn't sell. Oh, so no. It's just like, I want to scream because I want to be like, no, what you have is amazing. Like case in point right now, I have some tickets to a Jessie Ware concert that I, I can't go anymore. So I need to sell the tickets. I've got the tickets. They're in my hand. They're going to be amazing. It's going to be a great night. Is anyone going to buy these tickets if I don't go online and say, hey, I've got these tickets to sell. Who would like them? That's such a basic basic example of like we have this great thing in our hand we know it's going to be great but if if you don't let people know about it then they're not going to know about it so the whole ethos of this cheat sheet and it's called an Instagram stories cheat sheet but in reality you use this wherever you are you know if you're on Facebook LinkedIn it doesn't matter the point is like this is 30 opportunities for you to grab and go in the available time that you've got so I want to take out the overthinking of what should I say how should I say it is this what my audience needs or not? So I've literally put together 30 options, all of which will help your audience wherever they are in their journey. So where you mentioned like your cold audience, your warm audience, your hot audience, for anybody that's not not aware of what, what we mean when we say that, it's just understanding that there will always be people in your world, you know, who haven't yet got to know you completely, who maybe aren't totally au fait with all your options or your products. So the people at the colder end, cold audience, are people who are reasonably new into your world and who are still figuring it all out and aren't really so sure yet what happens, what the products are. They need a bit more nurturing, a bit more, you know, care and attention. So we've got a load of prompts in this cheat sheet where you know, they, that will directly speak to them and help them to warm up a bit more so that they are more interested in developing the emotional connection with you, the relationship piece, the kind of the, the bit that really helps them get closer to the buying end of things. And yeah. you know, those people are the sort of hotter, hot, hot audience, the people who are already very, very clear and happy and excited to be there and are now just looking for the next option to buy from you. And I think what, what you mentioned about, you know, making it obvious for them and making it easy for them to buy. I mean, their website and the navigation and just, you know, if you're pointing to something, make sure it works, all those, all those kind of things. But even just taking it back to, I used to work on the shop floor in retail and whatever outfit we would have on the window, it was smack bang. As soon as that customer walked in the door, it was on the floor fixture straight in front of them. Because nine times out of 10, that was the thing that brought them into the shop. People buy what they see. 
if they can't see it, they can't really get hold of it and look at it and, you know, touch it and feel it and feel excited by it. I think somewhere along the lines, we also really just forget, like in our abject fear of selling, promoting, being judged or fearing like what people might think, we totally forget that we are a nation of shoppers. We love to shop. Like it went, you know, when it's something that you want and it's something that you need and that you are looking for, I mean, what's more frustrating than going on the internet trying to find the perfect, I don't know, black dress or something and just not being able to find what you're looking for? What we're looking for is a solution. We want the answer. So if you've got the answer and you're hiding it from me, then I'm not okay with it. I want you to make it easy for me. So it's, yes, it's the practical stuff. Of course, we need the links to work and we need to know where to go. But it's actually more than that. It's actually like, are you even telling me that you've got my perfect, my desired, like, you know, my perfect neon pink hat for winter season or whatever? Because if you have it and you're not sharing it, that's not service. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. I think the story and the background is really key as well. And that when we talk about that emotional connection, there's a brand that I've just discovered called Tallow and Ash. And mm. they are, found them last Saturday. And I don't know, I don't know how. And their story is they are have sensitive skin and they were sick of buying just that chemically clean smelling detergents and they really loved fragrance so they worked with you know this is detergent we're talking about you know and they worked with a group of French perfumers and scientists to create a luxury detergent for sensitive skins what a great idea I know amazing yeah and so I bought some it should be arriving today I don't have sensitive skin but I like I like luxury fragrances their packaging was fab I love their story so yeah. the product is 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 part of it, but it's not all of it. The whole like you could buy into the product without even having sensitive skin. You buy into the product, so you're like, I want my detergent to smell like perfume. I don't want it to smell like whatever brand. It, yeah, like they were saying with sensitive skin, it's just a. I suppose it's maybe non fragrance. But just going back to selling a little bit, if you don't feel confident in selling, and um, I think there's quite a lot of mindset issues around that as well. Anyway, but if you don't feel confident in selling, you don't feel like you're a natural salesperson. What are your recommendations or top tips to try and get over that? Yeah, I think, first of all, we want to switch up, like, from a mindset perspective. We don't want to prioritise our own sort of feelings around what it means to sell or what, you know, what that might bring up within us. If we prioritise that over the service that our clients get, we are ultimately failing our clients because it's really, diff- like we know, it's really difficult, as we've been saying, to find you if you are not comfortably able to talk about what you do so this is not about 
jazz hands or having a personality transplant or suddenly becoming the most gregarious person in the room. All of those things are stereotypes, which are not really relevant for the small business community. In the small business community, selling is about talking about what you're doing and serving people so they get easy experiences. So we've got to prioritise what we can do there. So for example, if you don't feel like naturally able to talk on video right now, we don't have you don't have to ever do that. But what you do need to do is you need to find something that you can work with. Maybe that's doing, I don't know, a couple of sentences a day and sending out an email, but something that can fit in 15 to 30 minutes of your day that you can prioritize doing for more days in the month than you're doing right now. So for lots, so for lots of people, they might be like, oh, I haven't sold anything. I haven't even mentioned my products for three weeks. Well, we need to try and, you know, let can we turn that into once or twice a week? And then can once we've done that, can we turn that into three or four times a week? And once we've done that, can we try and hit, you know, 25 days in the month? Not in a big deal, fanfare kind of way, just in a this is what I do now because. Spending 15 minutes on telling people what's happening in my world is, like I say, this snowballing is going to create the snowballing effect. If every month you can close the month saying I promoted for 20 days out of 30 or 25 days out of 30, what you're going to really quickly find is traction, DMs, sales, income going up. You know, that's the business end of what I'm speaking about here. We can't expect people to buy things if we're not prepared to talk about them so starting with something that does make you feel good don't start with something that doesn't make you feel good so if the thought of being a reels maestro is not your thing do not bother with it just bother with like I like writing so I'm going to write something or I like I find it easier to talk so I'm gonna do some you know short talky videos where I'm not even on camera I'll just show people my workspace and I'll talk about talk to the camera or maybe I'll write some stuff out on a on a story if we're talking about Instagram here but whichever platform you can make it work for you but the point is using it to talk in some you know form of communication about what's available like I said it's the more people you're helping more people don't necessarily think of your selling if that's a, an issue no, no, no. forget the selling like selling is what happens at the end like the sale comes in at the end when people can make easy decisions so we're focusing on helping people make easy decisions and understanding that a reasonably large part of that is our comfort level around being able to hold that comfort level around talking about our products, our business, our specialist subject. We loved it enough to go into business and do it as a as a job. And we just we want to share that with people so that they know you actually love what you do. Yeah. And what about launching then? Because that's a bit of a different beast when you're launching a product or launching a new collection or, you know, whether you're launching a new collection or a product or you're launching your business, yeah. that is a different beast in terms of frequency and putting yourself um, out there. I think it, it is I, and it isn't. Like I'm such a fan of this everyday selling model as in never mind a whole great giant ramp up that leaves you feeling so tired that you then like have to collapse on the floor for a week afterwards. I find that a little bit, precarious because you know we're here it for the long game like these businesses are not businesses that we want you know flash in the pan vibes we want long-term growth sustainable success no burnout none of that stuff so I think if we can leverage 30 minutes a day to talk about what we're doing and you know the other ethos there is that we're wanting to keep as many people in our audience, whether that's 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people or more, we want to keep as many of those people warm 
as possible. We don't want people coming in, warming up, then going stone cold because nothing happened for a month and then having to start that whole cycle again, which is a bit more kind of launch vibes, because I think that's really hard on both sides. It's hard for your customer to be like, oh, yeah, who is this again? What are you doing again? But it's also harder for you because you've got to really give it full you know, full attention. So you're much better off, as I say, spending 15, 30 minutes a day popping in with something relevant. And that literally might be this cheat sheet. It's not about needing more information than this. But the more people you can keep warm, then when you are, you have got something new, okay, new product drop, new launch, they're already warm up, warm to the concept, to you, to why you're here, to what you're doing. And then it's really about the menu of the day. Yeah. Um, so I haven't directly answered your question there, but when the business is new, I think, you know, the, the most important hats to wear is like, how am I, what are the individual pieces of content that I need to prioritize now so that people know relevance, people know, you know, there's this emotional piece ticked off. There is trust here in terms of the quality control and, you know, everything that I'm putting into this. And is this an easy thing for people to buy? Am I making it as easy as I can? When you've talked to those four categories and you're comfortable doing that, your audience will be comfortable too. So, so much of what we see is is really a mirror of like, okay, I'm expecting people to buy this, but I don't feel comfortable selling it. It's difficult. That's a gap. It's like, we've got to be comfortable selling it so that people can feel, you know, shoulders dropped, calm and happy about buying it. Absolutely. And I know you're not into fads, but have you seen any particular, you know, in terms of from a sales trends and, and or gimmicks, I suppose I should say, maybe rather than fads, I'm not sure. But have you seen anything that's giving people a better return than usual? Or have you seen any kind of changes in the last maybe six months of the return people are getting, yeah, I think, the way people are selling? I can never talk about, so for selling, I think obviously I'm never going to, it's a the fundamental, being strong in the fundamental skill set around how we promote, how we market, how we sell, our commitment to service, our commitment to showing up for our business, all of that stuff is just the opposite of a fad, right? So we're always just going to make sure that is a priority for as long as you're in business from day one all the way to the end, like that is a non-negotiable. However, as social media evolves and things change and more people are using it for business and, you know, I think there was definitely a hot minute there where it was deemed really important to have a big audience. And I don't know if that was, you know, necessarily in the last six months particularly, but what I would say definitely is true is that the audience size is totally irrelevant. If you've got 10 people following you, even if nine of them are family members, you've got an audience that you can sell to because those people, if they're clear and they, you know, are seeing you in your energy, like just feeling excited about what you're doing, that's the thing that's so infectious that people want to come back to. So what we're trying to do with social media is we're trying to get people to want to come, you know, when they have their 10 minute cup of tea, they want to click, come and find you on there and see what you're doing. So ultimately, the, the trend I would say is very much more around real raw content that isn't fan that isn't this fancy kind of video professional design video influencer style transitions all that stuff is great for influencers and huge great corporations and all the rest of it but as a small business owner the single best thing that you can be doing right now is talking directly to your audience in whatever way shape or form as raw as you want to be doing it so I would say like we've sort of transitioned through the kind of flat lay era and then we transitioned into the reels era 
era and all the other things. And now we're really transitioning into a moment where the only thing your audience want is something genuine. They want you. Like you are such an important part of this. Not all of you, not like, oh God, I've got to share absolutely everything I'm doing all day, every day, forevermore. Leave that to the influencers. Your audience want, they want ease, they want noise-free, they want hassle-free life, and they want you in the mix so that they can really feel that connection. So that's probably it's not tactic-y. I'm not, I'm not a tactic <laughs> kind of girl, but it's your basics of like, we got to make sure we are giving people what they need before we're asking them to do something. And you have a book coming out in January. Is it the 9th of January? Is it that- is. It's out so soon. Oh my goodness. That really made my, I got butterflies then you said that. Yeah. 9th of January it's out. So really soon. So tell me about that. More sales, please. It's called. More sales, please. Yeah. So it's a book for any business owner who is ultimately looking to adopt this 30 minutes a day sort of promotion model. It's a step-by-step guide to the 10 sort of non-negotiable activities that ultimately will ensure consistent sales without all of this hustle and grind that I think we've sort of been sold to use, you know, the word of the day. We don't have to make, you know, you can make it hard if you want to, but if you strip out all of that stuff, what really lies underneath it are 10 everyday activities that will help you build. You know, I want my clients to have consistent sales in as little time as possible. I don't want it taking 100 years for you to get to a place where you're breaking even. We want to do this quickly. We want to do it efficiently. We want to do it in a way that everybody likes. So that's everything that's in this book. It's broken down into 10 chapters, 10 steps. 30 minutes a day. And after you've finished the 10 chapters, you've got everything you need to sort of refer back to with lots of ideas and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. So you don't have to do too much of the thinking. You're ready to just go. Ready to take action. And that is available to pre-order on Amazon. Anywhere you get your books, you can buy it. It doesn't have to be Amazon. Yeah. So it's available to pre-order now out on the 9th of Jan. And I just love, love, love the idea of it hitting doormats in that kind of after Christmas, children back to school. Right, let's go like 2024. You know, we want, I ultimately wrote this book because we've never had more small businesses than we do right now, which is amazing, great, fantastic. I love the fact that the creative business economy gets so much flexibility now. Start businesses at any stage of life alongside any backdrop. We just want to make more of them make money that's the point here so these are the sort of fundamentals that you need for money making amazing i'm looking forward to seeing lots of new businesses buying that book or existing businesses buying your book and making more sales thank you so much sarah for joining me today where can people find you and how can they work with you as well thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute joy um you can find me on instagram at sales with sarah which is S-A-R-A. So yeah, you can find me there or my website, which is saradalrimple.co.uk. But then you've got to learn how to spell my surname and that's a whole other thing. So let's just stick with Instagram, sales with Sarah. And I would love you to come and say hi in the DMs. I'm such a chatterbox as you can probably tell. So yeah, come say hi. Thank you so much again. And we will be back again next week with another great guest. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.